after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Well, what do you know? Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. The best ones, the worst ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Look at this. I always wondered where my mandibula was. <laughs> do you remember that kid? Genevieve has, my co-host. Do you remember that kid? I do. It was an Encyclopedia Britannica ad, right? <laughs> That's right. We never do this. Usually we just play a little clip at the beginning and just let it rest. But I can't not play this. This was a kid. This is an ad, I think, from like... Uh, 19, I, I saw it, it was like from 1991 or something. It's like the most annoying yeah. teenager in the world selling encyclopedias. Well, to me, it's intertwined or sort of interchangeable in my head with um, the dude you're getting Adele kid. Oh, I don't know that one. Well, anyway, play play this ad. This uh, ad, this kid is, uh, he really carved out some annoying territory. <laughs> Remember me? I'm the kid that had a report to on space. Then I got the new Encyclopedia Britannica. He had a report due on space, and then he got the new Encyclopedia. I think I made that abundantly clear. Um, yes. Anyhow, here it is. I mean, hey, everybody knows this is the greatest encyclopedia in the world. Help me get a B plus. Why not an A? Too long. I found so much great information, I put it all in. Overkill. Hmm. The next report I did was for my science class on the human body. Scored an A. Uh, good. Look at this. I always wondered where my mandibula was. Mm-hmm. For details on how you can own the new Encyclopedia Britannica... Let's have that 800 number. Excellent. Just call this number and we'll send you this free booklet. This is like having your own research library at home. Mm, yes. So if you would be interested in owning the new Encyclopedia Britannica... Don't press. They see the phone uh, number. If they want to, they'll call. Uh, I guess you're right. Trust he me. got a B and not an A because his teacher finds him insufferable. <laughs> right. And it was just like a personality deduction. I was going to say, if anybody is ever curious about the definition of insufferable, this is it. Just yeah. show them that video. Yeah, he reminds me of the dude you're getting Adele guy, which I think was probably from around the same era. I do not remember him at all. He was an equally sort of uh, <laughs> cocky teenager who uh, wanted to tell you about computers. They're coming at it from different ways because when I see that encyclopedia ad and the year is 1991 and I'm pretty sure it is 91, I'm thinking like you are going the way of the buggy whip young man <laughs> and then you have the dude Dell guy who is actually yeah, selling the, the, the automobile in this tortured analogy that I'm going on. Hey, you want to get on with the show or what? Let's get on with the show. <laughs> Let's get on with the show. We are not talking necessarily about teenagers today, but we are talking about commercials featuring children. I want to be very clear about this. We're not talking about necessarily kids' ads. We're not talking about like toys and Oh, what breakfast else do cereal. kids do? Diapers? I don't have kids. I, I feel know. like the, the quintessential kid product is breakfast cereal, right? Yeah, you're you know, right. Like sugary yeah. breakfast cereal. Yeah, you're right. But we're not delving into that stuff necessarily. We're just looking at kids in ads, even for adult products like cars and other things that are not and marketed towards kids and, and cell phones, right? And we have, uh, oh man, I, I can't wait to dig into some of those. We're also um, going to look at some local ads, Veeves. Yeah, we've had a few, a few members of the Ad Council uh, have sent in some great local ads ads and of course um you know andrew you and i all each have uh, memories of local ads that we've seen um you know as a kids as yeah. adults and uh it's a real it's its own special genre 
Yeah, it's interesting when you're a kid, you don't really understand the difference between local and national ads either. And it's not until you're an adult and you're looking back and you're like, oh, of course, that was a local yokel ad, yeah. not, not, you know, the national ad. So we'll, we'll look into that a little bit. I guess people have been sending in a lot uh, from their uh, local communities. And we're going to check in with the Ad Council. It's like we're getting near a month after Christmas, but people are still chewing on the Christmas-related ads that we were playing a while back, including the one where, well, I guess it's called the Folger-cest ad, the uh, Folger's ad that seems like it's an incestuous reunion between a brother and a sister. And Folger's prefers to just call it brother and sister. <laughs> well, that's what they prefer, but we're not in the pocket of big coffee. Um <laughs> But anyway, somebody sent in some context for that ad that, frankly, I should have known about, and it really makes everything make a little bit more sense. It's still a creepy ad, spoiler alert, but at least it makes some sense now, and so yeah. we'll get into that in a little bit. It's the final piece of the puzzle. It's the, it's it's. I'm hoping it's not the final piece of the puzzle. <laughs> I'm hoping this will just go on forever, but first, let's talk about the kids. All right, Team Parabo. Favorite flavor and color. What do we got? Well, sir... My research shows that orange is the most popular Haribo gold bear. Sounds good to me. My focus group likes the green. That's good news. My data shows that lemon is the most popular. Actually, clear pineapple is the best according to my calculations. Excellent. The buzz online's all about red raspberry. What's your favorite, JB? I like them all. That's why they pay you the big bucks. So that's an ad for Haribo Gold Bears, which, by the way, that was an education to me right there. I always thought they were gummy bears, but I guess gummy bear is a maybe a specific product I or somebody so. else's trademark or something. But Haribo is the brand name, and the product is what we all know as gummy bears. And it's a bunch of kids sitting around a boardroom table, obviously, as you heard, talking about what their research numbers told them, acting like adults. They're all dressed like adults. They're dressed like business people. And that is a huge trend that's going on right now. Yeah. We started out just talking uh, about kids and ads and kid actors and ads. And, you know, we uh, we live in Los Angeles, so uh, it's we're kind of at the epicenter of kids and stage parents uh, getting their kids into acting. But the more I looked at um, children actors in ads, the more I realized the big trend right now is kids in the adult world, acting either as proxies for adults or kind of like just as as little mini adults uh, as a as, and like that's sort of like the joke or the funny the funny thing about the commercial. And they tend to work. I got to say, I, I wasn't yeah, kind of, of connecting really... all the dots on this trend until we started compiling them. I'm like, oh, my God, this is this is the trend in advertising right now, like treating little kids like little adults. And I, I like all of them. Yeah, it's, it is really effective. Um, and, and actually, we've already talked about several ads uh, on this show that, that kind of adhere to this trend. Um, the Subaru, Subaru Legacy Junior ad that I think we've mentioned. I think we mentioned it in passing. Yeah. Can we play a little bit of sure. it? Um, and I know you were going to say, sorry to cut you off, the other one that I know we definitely mentioned in passing was the the Nationwide ad. Yeah, I think we actually got into that one a little bit. And, and I'll, I'll touch on a, a, a comment that a listener made about that. In a oh, minute. okay. Well, let's start with the Subaru Legacy ad. This is the ad where you see a, a father coming home probably from work and he's getting out of his Subaru and then his little son who's let's say five years old or something drives up in his little toy car you know in the driveway and uh, and then the father says hey would you like to take the car out tomorrow or something along those lines hey pal you ready then what happens is the little kid starts imagining what his day would be like if he took 
his dad's car out. He gets a parking ticket. Move it. Stuck, it, it. stuck in traffic. I'm good. It may be quite a while before he's ready. So basically, the kid has such a good imagination that he knows exactly all the trials and tribulations an adult goes through on any given day. Like you said, he gets a parking ticket. He's stuck in a traffic jam. That's my favorite line when the kid says, oh, you're killing me. Like, the kid is a great actor. Yeah, there's a longer version. I, I put the short version in uh, for convenience and uh, editing purposes. But there's a minute-long version of that where there's a lot more lines and the kid... Uh, the, the kid's stuck in traffic and it's raining and he goes, oh, I'm so glad I got it washed, <laughs> which is a feeling that I've definitely had. <laughs> I think it's very well. Re- I think the lines are good. They're they're kind of minimalistic lines, yeah. but they're they're you know, we we mumble them all the time to ourselves as adults. And the kid nails them. The kid nails it. And he he is. I think he's five years old. I think you did a little bit of research about about this little actor. Oh, yeah, I did. So, well, Sure. Do you mean that you caught me on Christian Ganieri's um, (laughs) IMDb page? Just checking out what else he is in. I mean, when you say caught, I think it it adds an unnecessary layer of weirdness. I guess so. But I'm good at that. Um, Yeah, I was looking up because we're going to be talking about some other kid actors today that really stand out in these commercials. And I can't help but to want to see, well, have they been in other commercials? What have they been in? And um, this kid, not unlike the... um, the Star Wars car ad called The Force, where the little kid is dressed up like uh, Darth Vader and he's kind of trying to use the Force on a bunch of things. Um, I looked up that kid and he's been in a, like a bunch of soap operas and a couple of their commercials. Basically, this kid, the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's been in some soap operas. I couldn't I bet find it's a smaller universe than we realize. You yeah, know, that, right. that universe of like of, of good kid actors and, and, Somewhat off topic, but I'll just say, like, you, we started the show with that that uh, clip from the Britannica ad with the kid going, you know, this smarmy yeah. teenager yeah. kind of talking about his his uh, his report or whatever. Uh, kid actors, I think the bar has gotten way higher yeah. in the intervening 20 years or so since that uh, encyclopedia ad was made. In I, commercials and beyond commercials. And beyond, yeah, yeah. I think that, like, kid actors now, for better or for worse, are there's some really really professional performers yeah. out there. Yeah, and you say potentially for worse because you kind of don't want to know how that God sausage only is being knows. made. Yeah. I don't want to know how that sausage is being made. I'm sure it's terrible. Yeah, as a matter of fact, let me read to you the description of Christian Ganieri <laughs> okay. from his IMDb page. And, like, I do get the creeps a little bit reading this because I'm just kind of like, <laughs> the kid is, like... He, He's got a headshot there on his IMDb page, but he's so young, and I, I don't know he's his teeny, age. But tiny like, he's in that teeny Subaru tiny, ad. like he's you know five years old. It seems tops. He says in in the long version of the ad, he says, "I'm only five. Okay, so at least he's playing a five year old. He's somewhere around there. And he's so seven, I'm but thinking... he can play five. <laughs> so I'm just trying to think, like, so who wrote this? You know, is this just like a his stage mom parents? I don't know. His that, momager. That could be totally unfair of me. Who knows? But anyway, so Christian. Ganieri's comedic spirit has entertained his family and friends since he was just a baby. Dude, he's, he's still a baby! He's still a baby! <laughs> his lively personality and winning smile have been featured in commercials such as Subaru Junior Driver, films like The Way We Weren't, and televisions about a boy. It gets better. When Christian isn't acting for the camera, he enjoys the Xbox, swimming, and playing Legos with his three older sisters, who are also actors, they go on to list them. His father is a producer. I'm just going to skip the names here. And his mother is an award-winning romance author. This family, I just want to be a fly on the wall. I'm sure that they're an L.A. family. And again, I actually don't... 
I don't want to cast aspersions. Like, I, we li- literally do not know what the dynamic of this family is. Maybe everybody loves acting and it's just natural. But, like, we've heard so many horror stories yeah. about, you know, parents who are either in the industry or even sometimes worse, really want to be in the industry. And so, like, they put yeah. a lot of pressure on their kids to act. But no, I don't, don't know what that's going on here. We don't know, we don't don't know what's going on here. Um, I mean, I, I want to talk about what happened to us at breakfast today, as a matter of fact, as most people probably know, we live in um, Los Angeles, uh, a.k.a. La La Land, a.k.a. <laughs> the City of Angels, a.k.a. Holly Weird. Can I stop doing oh, that Oh, God, now? no. Please go on. <laughs> I think we might have a listener left. Anyway, we're having we're having uh, breakfast at Cantor's, one of our favorite uh, little diners here, and um, we were getting ready for the show. And you overheard, like right across the way, another couple was having um, their lunch or breakfast, and the woman was bragging to the waitress that a little friend of hers, like a, a, a child actor who she has worked with before in some other production, was just signed to, to some um tuna commercial chicken yeah, of the that, sea or commercial just just, ca- just uh just I guess cast in and recorded uh, a Chicken of the Sea commercial. Yeah, exactly. And so we actually said a quick hello. We said, "Hey, by the way, can you just show us the ad you just showed the waitress?" And it was it was a good little ad. I wasn't able to pull it up for today's show, um, but you know that the little boy in that ad is some kid who acted with this other woman, and yeah. you know probably just wants to be an actor. So again, I don't want to kind of make it sound like if you're a kid and you're acting, then you're being abused in some way because that's certainly not what. No, we're of saying. course not. I mean, yeah. there are lots of working uh, children actors in this city. Um, I just hope that they're all being well managed and treated. I do think you're right, though, that kid actors seem to be getting a lot better. And I'm kind of hypercritical with kid actors. Maybe I'm part of the problem with society. But, like, there's nothing worse than going to see some movie that has a prominent role for a kid. And it's just like the kid cannot act. Yeah. I mean, it's just really, really tough. And I think it's I think it's tough for people to write for kids, I think, to kind of make it sound natural sounding and not like an adult trying to imitate how kids talk. And, sure. and again, they're kids. They're not as good at things as adults are often. Often. So, yeah, well, um, they, I mean, particularly for acting, where I think a, a big part of what makes an, an actor successful is the ability to uh, embody or empathize with a life experience that is not their real life experience, but to, you know, to play pretend. You're talking about kids, they just simply don't have the years yeah. and the worldliness that uh, an adult has to bring to any given role. So, um, you know, they're working with kind of one hand tied behind their back just in the sense of lacking life experience. Right. Now, if there are any kids who are being forced to act with one hand tied behind <laughs> their back, I know that's a labor law violation. So please <laughs> tell someone. Um, but I do think you're right that the kids that I'm seeing in commercials these days are way better. And I want to mention again that nationwide ad that we just briefly mentioned a second ago. Remind us what this ad is. We've talked about it before. Yeah, this is an ad that we've talked about before and that I happen to like a lot. Um, it's cast with children in the roles of adults experiencing frustrating uh, life events. They're at the DMV. They're getting. They're put on call. You know, they're they're on customer service on hold. Um, they're just really frustrated. At one point, famously, the one little boy takes his cell phone and just throws it down on yeah. the ground in the middle of the sidewalk. Or great, like great that. little moment. Oh, yeah, and again, I do want to say. I'm thinking of this because these kids are nailing the parts. They're yeah. mostly without lines, but like they're just really nailing the frustration. That's right. And and the point of the ad is that uh, when you uh, are treated badly by a customer service representative or by the DMV or whatever, it's really frustrating. Um, nationwide, of course, is promising to treat you like an adult um, and not make you feel like 
like a helpless child. I actually heard from a, a member of the Ad Council about this, and uh, uh, Lauren, listener Lauren, was saying she finds this ad off-putting because she finds it unbelievable that anyone would treat a child like this. My takeaway from it was no one would really treat a child like this. These children aren't really children. It's the way you feel as an adult when you are in a frustrating situation, you feel like a helpless child. Right, and, right, I think, right. and I think it's kind of comes back to this trend we were talking about that uh, in a lot of cases when these child actors are cast in roles where they are dressed up like adults or put in adult situations, um, it's because they are they are proxies for our experience as adults when we are – when we are having when we're having some experience with a product or service that that makes us feel more like kids. That's a good explanation of that ad because I'd seen it a bunch and I enjoy it, but I never really thought about what they were getting at. I mean, that's one problem with me hosting <laughs> a show about ads and sometimes I just let them wash over me and I've seen it a million times. It's like me with rap lyrics. And it's not until we're really sitting down to do the show and I'm just like, wait, what exactly is going on here? As a matter of fact, one ad that we're going to talk about in a little bit, I've watched in prep for this show, I've watched it a hundred times and I, I still don't get it. I can't tell if I'm broken or if there's something a little bit broken about the ad or both. Um, another commercial that fits into this kind of thread, this theme of children acting like adults is the AT&T Amazon Fire Phone ad. I can hit play on this. Do you want to set it up at all? Yeah. Um, you st- it starts with two two pretty young kids, probably uh, eight or nine years old, sitting at a cafe, uh, and they're playing with their phones and talking to each other. So what you got on deck? Skyfall, lean in, then some Pinterest. You? Twitter, Minecraft, and then some Hunger Games. Boom. Oh, you guys are all set, huh? Oh, yeah. An adult woman kind of... It comes with Amazon Prime. Interacts with them. For no extra charge. Really? It comes with Amazon Prime? Yeah. There's so much to watch. I've been on this earth nine years. I've never seen anything like it. (laughs) (laughs) The new Amazon Fire. Uh, He, again, nails that line, I think. Yeah, and the kids are... the, the, The children are dressed like in... Uh, high hipster, right? Like yeah. the kids, the, the little boys got a news cap and a plaid rolled up shirt and hipster hipster glasses. glasses. I mean, they they are clearly dressed to to look like mini kind, adults, kind of Silicon Valley adults, sort of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, my question about this ad for you is like, I think it fits into this trend we're talking about, but I'm not sure what, I'm not sure why there are supposed to be children adult proxies in this in this commercial the nation one wide one makes total sense to me when something bad happens to you and you feel helpless you feel like a child that's this that's kind of the story of yeah. that ad right in this one you have an attractive woman in her 20s interacting uh first sort of condescendingly with these little kids but then she's uh shocked to realize that they really know their stuff and yeah. that their that their phone is cooler than her phone what's the takeaway that just like I don't know, the younger you are, the better your phone is. I think that at this point in the trend, you know, companies and ad firms are just probably like, well, let's make them little kids. Like, people are eating that up. Kids are cute. This will resonate with people. I mean, if you want to tear it apart, you could say also that adults who have kids around this age are probably pretty impressed by the way their kids know technology better than they do at this point. And this probably plays off of that a little bit. I think that's a fantastic explanation. I I think that probably is a part of what uh, they're going for here. I I just don't believe that anybody that AT&T or Amazon makes an ad like this that 
that has this much production and cost this much without having a solid strategy behind Explanation. it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's see here. Well, let's move on. This, I don't know if this really fits into this trend. I think you think it does. I, I don't know. I but... think it does in a weird way. It inverts the trend. Okay, you set this up. This is a commercial that's been in heavy rotation. It's a Geico ad. Um, it's the Peter Pan uh, class reunion ad that uh, I bet a lot of you have seen. Um, it's the part of that campaign. When you're so-and-so, you do X or Y. It's like, the, if I can give an example, it's like there's one where a guy is in the middle of the desert drowning in quicksand and there's a cat nearby, a house cat, and he he's begging the house cat to save him and the cat is being aloof. And then the announcer comes out and says, when you're a cat, you're aloof. It's what you do. Yeah. I think you and I would agree that that campaign overall is... Uh, uneven. I think it's pretty weak, yeah. Uh, some of them work, some of them don't. They're all very different. Um, the This one, I think, works really well, and primarily because of the actor who's in it. Andrew, why don't you, why don't you hit play, uh, just because I think it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah, so the scene is a class reunion. It looks like um, it's the class of 65, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so, so, so everybody at this class reunion is pretty elderly. Yeah, they're, they're getting up there in, in age. And then Peter Pan floats in as a matter of fact you know what i want to do Vives? Yeah. i realize that there's an official description of this ad on iSpot. Yeah. we use this uh, website called iSpot that catalogs a lot of these commercials and i love it so much and i wanted to read this description to you anyway but let me just read it to you before we get to the ad and then the ad will even make more sense i love their language i love the descriptions on iSpot are usually <laughs> they're hilarious so good. they're almost like they're I enjoy, so literal i enjoy them in the same way we sometimes enjoy the description of like on-demand movies or <laughs> yes. whatever or like the 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 guide on your tv will describe <laughs> like 1989's batman to you're just like wow that's an interesting take on that movie a billionaire has an alter ego as a bat (laughs) who fights crime after yeah so anyway here's the official description from iSpot of this ad we're about to play a party for a high school's 50 year reunion is taking place Suddenly, Peter Pan calls out to his old friend Phil and flies over to greet him. When they meet face to face, Pan puts his hand up for a high five, only to gut check Phil once he does raise his hand. He turns to another woman and asks if she's Joanne. When she acknowledges, Pan responds in a rude fashion, making a remark that she doesn't look a day over 70. Tinkerbell appears nearby to hand young Pan a cocktail shrimp. When you're Peter Pan, you just don't get old. Oh. Hey, man. Hey, Peter. Oh. <laughs> Joanne, is that you? It's me. You don't look a day over 70, am I right? If you're Peter Pan, you stay young forever. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance. You love this kid, don't you? I do. Um, I actually recognized him as soon as I saw this ad because he plays a, he's a pretty large role in the new Wet Hot American Summer TV series yeah. that was uh, released on Netflix recently. Uh, he plays kind of the bully kid in that. Um, his name is Thomas Bar. Barbuska. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, um, but he's great. He's got a real distinctive look, kind of a ginger look to him, and he's he's a really co- talented comedic actor. And he's been in uh, Andrew. You found a number of things that he's he's had a role in. Yeah. Again, thank you to our friends at iSpot. Um, they you can cross reference by actor, so I was able to click on his name and find a bunch of other things he's been in. Now he's like sometimes just like in the background for a second in another Geico ad that famous. Um, 
uh, hump day ad with the camels. You just see him for a second, like in a pretty far away shot. There's a Domino's pizza ad where he's a kid sitting at a table for like three seconds, just excited as shit that his parents are bringing home pizza. Um, there's a doll ad where he's in there for like, I swear, a half a second reaction shot. But then he is in this Lunchables TV spot. Now, you have not seen this one at all yet, right, Dooves? No. Okay, so in this one, he's sitting in a school cafeteria. Uh, with a bunch of his friends, and he has two broken arms that are both, like, up in front of him. Like, he has been jacked up bad. (laughs) And he is telling his classmates how he got so jacked. So I'm sure you're all curious about what happened to my arms. I was snowboarding, fell out of a chairlift, like, millions of feet, landed arms first on a bear. I wrestled the bear. I knew she would be pretty upset, but I knew she was only protecting her cubs. (laughs) It's actually a pretty crazy story. What? Amy's about to take a sip of her smoothie. What? Smoothie? I broke my arms. So the point is, kids are way more interested in their Lunchables than the best story on earth. But again, like that's a pretty prominent role for this kid. And again, I think he sells it. I'd like to point out that before we saw him in the Peter Pan commercial, we only saw him in the Wet Hot American Summer thing. And you immediately were like, this is a kid to watch. He is an amazing actor. It is. Thomas Barbuska. You heard it here first. That that kid's going to have his own sitcom. I mark my words. Do you want to try just looking him up on IMDb? I haven't already um I haven't already done this like I did for that other kid. Do you just want to read what his description is and see if it's entertaining? I'll bet you he's a little bit older and well established, so I'll bet you his is maybe a little bit less hokey, but let's see here. East Coaster Thomas Barbuska or Barbuska followed his older sister Brielle's footsteps into acting. Another it's acting always, family. Always Interesting. A family. It's always a family w- enterprise. When he was just a toddler and old enough to make such decisions. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> I added that part. At, at age six, the industry brought Thomas to Los Angeles. The when industry? His, the industry brought him there. The, what happened was the, the parents were going out for an evening and they hired the industry to babysit yep. him. And the industry is like, You want to go for a ride? (laughs) You do very well in Los Angeles. (laughs) He booked a series regular role on the hit USA series, The Starter Wife. Have you heard of that? It rings a vague bell to me, but I've certainly never seen it. I mean, if you're going to start testing me on USA series that were on for 30 seconds, uh, I'm not going to do well. Anyway, it says that after that, he became a hit with commercial makers. And, um, you know, they list all of his commercials. And then he's also made appearances in The New Normal on NBC, Grey's Anatomy, uh, body of Proof, The New Girl. So he's been anger management. He's been in a lot of the kind of yeah. network sitcoms, probably just for like quick uh, appearances or whatnot. But uh, he is, I, I agree with you, Vives. He is, he's one of Genevieve Haz's one to watch. One to watch. He really is. Uh, if you if you like Wet Hot American Summer, the movie, do and you haven't seen the um, uh, the series that Netflix aired, which was really kind of like a very extended you know sequel to the movie um it's pretty good and he really is he he stands out his performance uh is notable definitely now there's another uh kids in an adult world ad that i i think we wanted to talk about uh this nike i am football ad and if if i'm if i'm not mistaken this is the one that you find sort of baffling is that right i do find it baffling i've and again i tried i watched it i watched it about five times in a row right before we started recording because i don't want to come on this show and sound like an idiot. And luckily, up until this point, I've managed to do that. I've never said anything I regret. Yep. I've never said anything silly or hokey. Like, it's all been just 
on point. Absolutely. But I mean, now really, this ad, I mean, gold standard. Yeah, no, thank you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> just flawless. I can make those performance. Jokes. A 10 out of 10. Even the Russian judge agreed. But you're about to take your perfect record in your hands. All right. Um, do, you want, do you want me to explain this? Do you want me to just sort of set this ad up? Yeah. So this is the Nike TV spot called I Am Football. Yeah. Uh, in this ad, uh, it starts with a kid sitting on a dock in some sort of uh, looks like a backwater. Uh, and he's kind of talking to the camera. And he's talking about how when Peyton Manning says Omaha, he's talking to him. And suddenly you see him transported to the football field. And he's taking the pass from Peyton Manning. Then we cut to another kid. And he's walking down a red carpet. And he's interacting with, uh, I think, Steve Young. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, then and, and there's, I think, three or four kids. And in each case, uh, they're out there on the football field or they're they're living the life of a, of a famous and successful football player. And they are sort of stealing the limelight from an existing professional football player. And it finally closes with the kids saying, you'll never, you'll see me coming, but you won't be able to stop me. And it's, it's actually pretty moving. Nike, nobody does it better than Nike when it comes to these, like, um, just... You know, emotion, high production, high, high production, yeah. emotional, uh, really like get, grab you by the heartstrings kind of uh, sports. Uh, sports as sports is life. You know, I mean, Nike really nails that whole thing. So I'm just going to hit play on this, and we'll try not to talk over because there's kind of a lot going on. But at one point, you will hear um, an adult say to some kid, like, "Don't try to steal all my records or blow all my records or something like that." I believe that's Steve Young seeing one of these kids on the red carpet. I'll explain to you why. I mean, I think on the surface level, it, it makes sense, I guess. Like, if you're just watching it in kind of a, I'm going to let this ad wash over me way that I was describing before. I'll explain why. I think it breaks down if you look too deep into it. And I'm probably wrong, but first, let's just take a listen. They think I'm coming to play football? I am football. Omaha! When Payne says Omaha, he's talking about me. I got the arm. The rest is coming. Get up! Steve! Keep a couple of my records safe now. New home of star running back. You know what happens when you run the ball like me? People show up at your front door. Marcus, what? I'll take your job and I'll turn you. I'm fast. There ain't nothing you can do about it. see me coming but you'll never be able to stop me it is an effective ad like i say it's incredibly well produced and actually i think it just took a sixth watch and a little (laughs) bit of reading of the um i spot description below here's another thing that it kind of often throws me for these ads and this was what got me with another ad that we talked about a nike ad called snow day yeah where you have a bunch of famous athletes all coming out and kind of harassing each other and saying it's snow day and then they're clearly building up for like a huge snowball fight between like red versus blue or something and the thing is it's kind of like 
it's fast paced. It's very similar. I'm sure it's the same people who yeah, designed the certainly. ads. Um, very fast paced that like this is. And I just don't know who all the people are. And it's one of those things where I kind of get distracted because I'm thinking, well, who is that? Who is that? I want to look at all. I want to look them all up. And I feel like if I'm a, if I'm more into sports and I recognize all those people, I'm going to be able to follow it along better. And maybe I just feel insecure because I'm watching it. I'm worried that I'm not getting certain jokes. Like seeing this on TV. I wouldn't know that that's Steve Young. I didn't watch football in the 90s. Like, I just, you know, so... But you can tell from the context that it's some football great with a lot of records. Right. And also, well, I'll I'll get to my main complaint here in a second or what my main complaint was. But also, like, there's a point in the commercial that you hear one kid say something along the lines of... When you're good like me, they show up to your front door. And he's then, talking about the paparazzi. He's talking about the paparazzi, the media, and you see, you know, he's being his house is being bombarded by the media. And across the way, there's some person who's clearly a football player I'm supposed to know, who's kind of like looks maybe a little bit jealous of the attention that the little kid across the street is getting. And by, I'm looking at that now. The guy across the street is San Diego Chargers rookie Melvin Gordon. So oh, yeah. I think maybe part of it is my insecurity and ignorance. We briefly of had who... Melvin Gordon on our uh, fantasy uh, I love that you say we. <laughs> I just said I don't even know who Melvin Gordon is. I had to get Clearly, rid of him. you had him on our team. Yeah. I think that's a proper way to put that. But here is my, I guess, my main kind of complaint with this. Why I think it's needlessly confusing is the first few times I watched it, I thought these kids were supposed to be counterparts or almost like young versions of specifically the um, the adults that they're talking to. Because like like when the kid talks to Steve Young, I'm not clear is this a young Steve no. Young? And I know in almost every case, I could be wrong about this. I think it's like it's matched up white, like white adult to white kid, black adult to black kid. Well, the kid who so takes I was Peyton's getting confused. past is black. That's true, but Peyton is that. That's true. So it's, I guess it's not a one to one scenario in all of these cases of a kid being paired up to an adult. But I think that was where my brain. I think my brain was looking for patterns and not finding them. Mm-hmm. My brain was looking for recognition points of these famous people and not finding them. So it really is probably mostly on me. But I just felt like there was something bigger going on that I was not getting. I think you're. I think you were looking for something that isn't there. The story of the ad is. Nike is trying is bringing up and fostering the next generation of uh, sports greats, and this is the tomorrow's generation talking to today's generation. Or really, you know, some some of these guys are a little long in the tooth, saying your day is almost done, old man, and I'm going to be out there, uh, you know, setting breaking old records, catching the long pass, you know, uh, getting all the paparazzi. And so there is this element of conflict with these with these sports uh, sort of legends or or huge stars. I mean, you know, you mentioned um, Melvin Gordon. He's a rookie. He's not like he's not about to be out of a job. But that's kind of the point, right? Is that the and future... then of course you have Steve Young who hasn't played in years, and right? Years. But but the point being, and I, and the, and the slogan that comes on uh, the screen at the end of that ad is the future is fast, mm-hmm. and it's Nike saying, you know, we're going to be shotting the uh, tomorrow's tomorrow's sports greats. One thing that I find kind of notable about this ad is the relationship between at least if this commercial is a real reflection of it, the relationship between kids these days and their sports heroes compared to, let's say, in my youth or certainly our parents' youth, like sports heroes, the relationship would be, oh, my gosh, that's mean Joe Green, and I'm just starry-eyed and then just in – 
awe of him and he gave me his Coke, you know? Right. And that famous ad yes. from the 80s or in the 70s, 70s, 80s. Um, now we're kind of, you know, we're this, we don't even have a name for these ki- kids' generation yet. They're so young, but they're, they're like, oh, yeah, you think you're good, buddy? Well, I'm even better. It's like this competitive thing. I mean, you often hear about like the kind of millennial generation being accused of being kind of, um, not not having the proper reverence. Not having yeah. the proper reverence. Exactly. Yes. And so I don't know if this is a continuation of it. I'm not. I mean, it's not like I'm not trying to be an old man yelling at clouds here. It doesn't bother me. But I do think it's notable yeah. that that relationship between adults and children is kind of changed in that way. I absolutely think so. And I and I think it in some way is a continuation or a, an extrapolation of this trend we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah. Good point. Kids, kids as adults or kids as little adults. You know, we talk. We, we've looked at ads where kids are wearing kind of like suits and ties or hipster clothes these kids are wearing the uniform of their of the adults literally in these ads right they're wearing um the the football uniform or they're wearing like the suit when he's walking down the uh down the red carpet same thing kids as proxies for adults or kids inhabiting the world of adults in some way that uh you know makes that that delivers the message of the advertiser jesus christ genevieve do you realize what you just did what? In radio, we call that tying it all together. All right. Nice job. Thanks. Good, good power out. You want to talk about <laughs> local ads now? Let's talk about some local ads. Can't we all just get along? At the Red House Furniture. We, we can. can. At the Red House. I'm Richard, a.k.a. Big Head. I work at the Red House, and I'm black. At the Red House. I like pumping iron and pumping furniture into people's homes. I'm Johnny, a.k.a. T-Engage. I work at the Red House and I'm white. I like deer hunting, bass fishing, and extending credit to all people. <laughs> at the Red House. <laughs> I'm black and I love the Red House. <laughs> okay, we better pause this yes. and explain what's going on for those of you who do not know. Yes, although this went so viral. How many... How many uh, views does that have on YouTube? Uh, this was posted in 2009. And oh, so it has, it's quite old. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it has uh, five and a half million views. Still, that's a lot for local ads. Yeah. And so this is for Red House Furniture, as you heard. It's in uh, it's in the South. Where is yeah, it? I think it's in North Carolina. North Carolina. And as you heard, it is a very weird local ad for this furniture store where it's race-based. You have black people and you have white people and people are saying it's good for blacks and it's good for whites. Yeah, it's it's kind of a sweet message, uh, albeit delivered in a somewhat uncomfortable way. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. We are only halfway through it. And I'm going to give you some background and on a, this ad in I'll, just a I'll second. It it's, it's extremely literal. Some of the best lines are yet to come. White and I love the red house. I'm a black woman, and I love the Red House. I am white, and the Red House is for me. At the Red House. Look at the sofa. It's perfect for a black person or a white person. This mattress is perfect for a white person. Or a butt <laughs> Yeah, the pregnant pause there oh, I makes wish, it. I wish he'd deliver that line just a little faster. <laughs> Can you replay just the last and line? And Hispanic people, too. Oh, God. <laughs> and Hispanic people, too. You just want to hear the, the mattress one? D- with no, no, the no, the pres- one uh, where they sing, 
where black people and white okay. people buy furniture. Okay, let's take another listen. All white person. This mattress line in the pause is my favorite. This part. mattress is perfect for a white person or a black person. <laughs> At the red house, where black people and white people buy furniture. Oh, I just love that so much. Um, if you don't know, that is actually an ad produced by a comedy duo. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's a real ad. It's not a par. It's not a parody, and it's not a, a hoax. But it is certainly knowing. And I was doing some reading about this just recently. I actually, this one, even though it's been around for a while, I was not one of the 5.5 million people to watch it. It escaped my notice until a new ad came out um, just this Christmas season that was getting the viral treatment, if you will, online. And um, it's similar. I'll play it for you in a second. And then in reading about the new ad, I was able to sort of figure out what was going on with the original ad. So the original ad is by a comedy duo named Rhett and Link, and they have their own YouTube yeah. show. They they're the a, ones singing. Yes, they're the... And, and and when you hear that singing, they're kind of staring off in the distance. It feels very kind of Tim and Eric-y in yeah. a way, or uh, you know something what? along well, those lines. It's funny. I'm glad you said Tim and Eric, because you know what this reminds me of more than anything? Huh. David Lee Bahart. Oh, yes, of course. That, yeah, that yeah. like, that, that sort of uh, very cheap-sounding... Um, you know, synthesizer beat, synthesizer yeah. beat. Uh, David Lee Bahart is a sort of a Los Angeles character. Uh, we actually have ran, we've run into him uh, weirdly uh, here in L.A. Uh, but he's a local character. And when Tim and Eric had their show, uh, amazing show, great job, uh, they kind of collected local eccentrics uh, and had them go on the show and do their thing. And one of them was this guy, uh, David Lee Bahart, who who creates uh, music that sounds actually quite a lot like that. And so anyway, these two guys, Red and Link, they have a daily sh- uh, morning YouTube show called Good Mythical Morning. And um, apparently they also just sort of have a either a flair for or a hankering for advertising. Yeah, so they love they got local. Involved. They love that. They love the whole uh, milieu of uh, local advertising. Now, the one that was flying around the interwebs this Christmas season was from England, as a matter of fact. And there's a, um, well, they call it a hardware store there. It seems like a very kind of general purpose hardware store. It almost seems like a, I don't know, they have all kinds of products. I don't know if it's a chain, but it almost seems more like a Target or something as far as the things you can get there. And instead of playing on, you know, the race issue, it was playing with sexual orientation. Hi, my name's Marcus. I work at Robert Dice and I'm gay. I like going out with my friends and playing volleyball. I also like showing our gay and straight customers a funky range of our Christmas gifts. Hi, my name is James. I'm straight and I work at Robert Dice. I like sailing, baking and showing off all our Christmas kitchen gadgets to our gay and straight customers. I'm straight and I love shopping at Robert Dice. I'm gay and I love shopping at Robert Dias. I'm bisexual and I always find something I love at Robert Dias. <laughs> Look at this Christmas tree. It's perfect for a gay person or a straight person. <laughs> this drill would work a treat in a straight person's home <laughs> or a gay person's. Robert Dias, where gays and straights can buy drills and much, much more. It's definitely a funny ad. I just kind of can't get over the fact that it's a direct ripoff. Well, it's it's so bizarre to me that um, 
that it's done it, it's clearly you know if you you know you can hear that they've they've mirrored every single line uh pretty much from the original ad but it's it is transposed to this uh you know with the with the different with the english accents and the completely different setting um and also the they don't have the same kind of you know the the, the funny jingle that they have in the mm-hmm, background yeah. so it's just a weird transposition of the the basic idea and i have to wonder there have to they, that ad had to have come across uh or had to have been uh, seen by people who hadn't seen the original and it must have seemed completely bananas yeah and again it really only makes sense if you've seen the first one well does it though because the first one doesn't make sense the first one doesn't make sense but at least it's um it, i guess because it's from this sort of uh rural uh yeah rural southern southern area, area. you know like the the kind of the kind of like uh naivete of it is mm-hmm. i think more understandable and charming the people who are making the the robert dias ad clearly they're doing it uh in a very knowing and winking way there's you know it, it's obviously a parody if you know what they're what they are doing a parody of but without that context it just seems it falls very flat for me. I know if I were watching it for the first time without having seen the first mm-hmm. one, well, you saw them in that order. Did you Did you find the Robert Dias one to be effective I or, thought it was, or interesting? No, not really. I thought it was pretty weird. I guess you're right. I, in a certain way, I appreciate it maybe a little bit more because I really do love the um, the the furniture store ad. Um, I guess in my head here, I'm gonna hey, we're gonna start a new game on after these messages. It's gonna be called. Homage, parody, or a ripoff? What do you think that is? An homage, a parody, or a ripoff? It's not a ripoff because a ripoff to me suggests that you're trying to get away with uh, co-opting someone's idea. It's clearly a parody. I just don't know that it works well as a parody because it's hard for me to imagine that their audience has all seen that uh, the the first, which one. is why I think it's a ripoff. I mean, it really depends on, I guess, the the um, the state of mind of the commercial makers. Which now we're really getting in some dubious territory if we weren't already. But if they're saying to themselves, "There is a viral video online that everybody has seen," I'm like, thinking I homage. Think of, by the way, I, think I of, say homage. You think homage? Yeah. Because, like, let's say, like, what is the most famous viral video? Like, okay, Star Wars kid with the with the stick, or um, I think Gangnam Style still has the most. But that's a music video. Oh, is that really okay. a viral video? Like, uh, I I don't D- know. David goes to the dentist. Yeah, let's say David goes to the dentist. Were the people who were making this ad saying, hey, listen, everybody in the world has seen this thing. Now we're going to do a parody of it and everybody will know that original. I don't think so. I think that these are people in England who know that there's this viral video from the southern states of the United States. And, you know, some people have seen it and we'll kind of just I think they said we're going to just take this idea. And a lot of people are not in our community and in our broadcast range. You're not Mm going to know exactly what the hell's going on, but it's really going to it's going to stop them in their tracks yeah. the same way the race one stopped them in their tracks and we're going to use that for our store i think it's more of a ripoff all right you brought me around all I, right I, I agree whenever anybody says something positive and i can bring them around to feel more negative about it i feel like i won now you cannot make me feel negative about this ad this ad every like ad week question <laughs> whether or not it's whether or not it's the worst local commercial of all time gawker says worst local commercial of all time i disagree i mean 
Maybe I agree. I don't know how I feel anymore. This is for East Hills Mall in St. Joseph, Missouri. It is horribly shot. It is just, it looks like a, I don't know, a VHS camera or something like that. Um, and the camera Anything will... that could be done poorly in this yes. ad was done as poorly as it is possible to do. The camera angle. Yes. The, the lighting, the editing, the people in it, everything about it. And so if I... But did, did... somehow... It all comes together in a way that it's hard to ignore. It's just like camera angles on storefronts within this mall. Like the first shot is a woman standing in front of off-Broadway shoes. And as the commercial goes on, you're just going to see a whole bunch of people step in front of the camera in front of different stores around the mall and sing about all the things that you can buy at the mall. East Hills, back to school. Denim. Come get your backpack. Boots and pants and boots and pants. New shoes. Get yourself an outfit. Denim. Boots and pants and boots and pants. Haircut. New shoes. So get yourself back to school with these tails. Haircut. <laughs> so I think this is another one. It's kind so of, aggressively bad. That's why I feel like they were going for the same thing that the actual comedy duo did with that um, ad for the furniture store. They were just like, we're going to make this so bad, everybody's going to talk about it. I don't know. I mean, it is aggressively bad. And I, I know that everybody's, a, you know, everyone is in on the joke now. And, you know, it's it's frankly, for a lot of the research that I did for this show... Oh, you had to you had to fact check me on a few things, and and we found out that a couple of things that I thought were just terrible local ads were actually parodies. So you know, even things that aren't parody or act- actively hoaxes can be intentionally funny. Now that there's this kind of ability to go viral and and get attention uh, for things that you know would have just disappeared into the ether yeah. 20, 20 years ago. If you can't if you can't make it really good, then make it really bad. Right, shoot the moon. Shoot the moon and I just sort of feel like that's exactly what this ad is doing. It's knowing. Like nobody released this ad and was like, "Oh, this is really good. This really represents our mall." They were like, I mean, like you said everything about it, it starts with beatboxing that doesn't even stay on rhythm. So, so somebody deliberately someone someone's editing Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is the person who edited this ad capable of doing a good edit? They might be able to do a slightly better edit than what we see here. Like if they have their software open and they're editing it and they realize, oh, this kind of janky like this, maybe they can make it a little bit better. But I don't think that this is somebody with tons of editing skill. And again, like you even mentioned something like the camera angles. There are small things that's like the camera is just kind of slightly below people a little bit, not not aggressively, but just slightly below. So you're seeing kind of like a lot of the ceiling and it's a very unflattering way to shoot somebody because you're getting a lot of the neck and the chin. And it's just kind of like, I don't think they set this up because they're like, oh, you know what? Lower the lower the tripod a little bit and make the shot a little bit jankier. I don't think they made those decisions that way. But I also think they didn't really give a shit and they were just like, let's make like the lowest budget janky commercial, throw it together. Hey, my, my cousin can beatbox. Perfect. Can he do it well? Not really. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Have them meet me in my garage. We're going to lay down some tracks and we're going to do this. I think it's a mystery. And I think I think that honestly, the mystery of how intentional this is, is why it actually got so much uh, 
kind of attention from the gawkers and the adweeks of the world because it is it is unclear uh, where the intentionality ends and the inadvertent hilarity begins. And I'll tell you what, because I both love and disrespect our audience i'm playing it again because i'm telling you i didn't really kind of get this ad until i watch it twice in once, a row i think you need heard, to hear it twice you'll have haircuts stuck in your head all night this is our belated christmas gift to you East back to school. denim Come get your backpack. Boots and pants and boots and pants. New shoes. Get yourself an outfit. Denim. Boots and pants and boots and pants. Haircut. New shoes. So get yourself back to school with these tails. All right. I um sorry, I cut off the last haircuts. You also can hear somebody snapping their fingers really too close to the microphone in a very distracting way. And if you listen, that's not on beat. It's almost like Steve Martin in the jerk <laughs> when he's like trying to show that he doesn't have rhythm and he's listening to a song and he's like snapping his finger at random times. Like that they know that they're not snapping their fingers Do on they? the beat, right? I think it's one of life's greatest mysteries. I may be wrong about the camera angles, by the way, because as you see the ad, yes, it's kind of shot up. But it's shot in a way so that it'll actually frame both the person and the sign of the store. So the haircuts lady, you can see that she's in front of a barber and stuff like that. So I, I, I don't know. Let's just let's just move on. Because that, that, <laughs> that ad raises more questions than answers. Um, we need to zip through some of these here. What do you what do you want to do? We have a divorce lawyer from Seattle. We have Marshawn Lynch in Seattle. We have a naked guy playing basketball, and then we have Michigan power rotting. Yes, I said power rotting can we just play the divorce lawyer j michael gallagher ad we won't even delve into it too much Uh, i just want to thank listener bruce for sending it in and this song is pretty great Good call, Vives. You know what? I was so, I don't know, distracted or obsessed with the visuals of that ad that Which I didn't worth checking out, as enjoy all, the music as much as I should have. As always, we'll post the links to everything we talk about on the Facebook page. Do yourself a favor. Go check out the video that accompanies the Mike Gallagher uh uh, ad because it's like a men's rights fantasy. I, I just have to describe the one scene. What I consider kind of the 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 linchpin scene of the ad is, I mean, everybody in this ad is just like so low rent. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's just like it's just you feel so sad for everybody. But the 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 worst is the scene where there's a couple sitting in a couch in a shitty apartment and they just look at each other and they both realize that they're miserable and they both realize they need to get a divorce right now. So they run to the phone and start physically fighting over the phone presumably so that they can be the first one to call mike gallagher because this is going to court i don't get a strong sense that mike gallagher represents a lot of ladies yeah maybe not let's move on and talk uh, real quickly about um the yard fitness uh ad which i just really love and i want to thank listener maria for sending it in okay now does this have audio that we should be playing here uh, there's a little bit of audio um we can kind of talk over it the audio doesn't really tell the story 
but it's a bunch of it's a bunch of guys playing basketball you know just like a pickup game it looks like in in a you know in a park somewhere and uh one of them is noticeably naked as the day he was born can't cover this guy man i don't want to cover him then what are we gonna do okay ladies let's go time out's over this guy's totally ball. naked. Woo! Just his just his bits are uh, pixelated. Oh, you want a piece of me? Huh? <laughs> He's so naked. Hey, I got it. <laughs> he slam dunks and hangs onto the rim and spins around just like completely spread eagle, yeah. giving everybody the best or worst view you can possibly and, imagine. And the, the pitch here is that it says, uh, feel comfortable in your own skin, Coda Yard Fitness in Hermosa Beach, California. So like get to the point where like I cannot literally, and you know this about me, I don't mind admitting <laughs> it, like I don't like to go to the beach because I'm so ashamed of my body that I don't even like to take off my shirt. So this is an ad that speaks to me. If I go to Yard Fitness, eventually I may be able to like forget going to the beach i could play basketball naked what i love about this is that this was this ad costs no more to make than any uh shoestring budget local ad i mean it's it's the 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 footage or the the quality of the film is is you know not great i mean it's obviously shot on just you know sort of digital video um there's there's nothing there's nothing to it that costs a lot but the performances are more convincing than your average sort of local ad actors and the premise is hilarious and it's it's such a great uh ad it, it grabs your attention if it if that came on tv i would not be able to look away i'd want to know what what i was being sold and i think it it gives gives a really great little joke uh in the punchline and it makes me remember what the product is so i just have a lot of respect for a local business that has so much creativity uh, to use their advertising dollars in such an effective way. And so I, I really do want to thank um, uh, listener Maria for sending that in. I have a bit of a theory here because the ad is really graphic. Like you mentioned, they only pixelate the areas that they absolutely have yeah. to pixelate. And it is graphic. And <laughs> I wanted to see what people were saying about it online. Or I Actually, you know what I did was I looked at it. I just wanted to make sure that it actually did air on TV. Because I don't want to like be talking about commercials that people made just for the web sure. to go viral. And so I was just trying to check out the background of it a little bit. And it's an old commercial. I saw postings from back in um, 2001, I think. Of Is people... it that old? Let wow. me double check that. Um yeah, 2001. Um, there were these uh, online conversations going on amongst people who were saying, has anybody seen that ad with the naked guy playing basketball? And people are like, oh, yeah, I saw it once and never saw it again. And this is 2001 before everything was immediately online. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a bunch of people basically commenting, saying, I saw this once on TV and never again. Does anybody know if it's online yet? And so I get the impression that that might have been their strategy maybe i mean in the pretty relatively early days of things going viral saying all we have to do is air this at a couple of key times it's yeah. going to create so much buzz and people will seek it out as opposed to being on cuz i can't imagine like if you were just sitting down to eat your cereal with your family in the morning and this came on the tv like i think that that would be uh disturbing also airtime is expensive right of course airtime is expensive are right, you want to check in with the ad council let's check in with the ad council Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind All right, this is the part of the show where we hear from you guys, the Ad Council. And by the way, 
We were talking about kids in commercials earlier, and that made me think, I would love to know, and this is a different concept, but I would love to know what are your kids' favorite commercials on TV. I know that we have some pretty young listeners who listen to this podcast. I know we have a lot of parents who listen to this podcast who much who must talk to their kids about commercials. Parents, if you're not talking to your kids about commercials, <laughs> like I, I, you're not being a good parent. So we have a voicemail line. If you don't talk to your kids about commercials, <laughs> we will. Who, who will? And unfortunately, it'll be us. Yeah. And you don't want that. So you talk to your kids about commercials. And I would love to have our voicemail line filled up with messages from kids yeah. just talking about their favorite commercials. Maybe their commercials aimed at kids. Maybe their commercials aimed at adults you that know, your kids happen to love. I, I have talked to parents who have told me that that hump day commercial uh, from Geico is just on sort of that, that that they're just constantly hearing hump day in their really? house from their kids. Yeah. Because the kids are going online and playing it? No, I mean, the kids are just saying oh. that, that catchphrase. <laughs> like, it's just, it's one Does of those. Does anybody know what day it is? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those, it, it is one of those lines that is, it's sort of fun for kids to, you know, just have on repeat in their heads. Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? <laughs> Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo woo! Ronnie, how happy are folks who save hundreds of dollars switching to Geico? I'd say happier than a camel on Wednesday. Hump day! <laughs> it still gets me. I haven't seen that commercial in a few years. It's still great. I do love it. That ad was so popular that they made a, a sequel ad to it where there are a bunch of people at the zoo yelling hump day at actual camels and that is the one with your favorite actor with thomas barbuska there you go full circle you know what you just did again <laughs> you tied it all together genevieve I tied it all together <laughs> um so we do want to hear from you guys I, if you're an adult we want to hear from your kids if you're a kid we want to hear from you the phone number is 607-444-5597 i'll say it again 607-444-5597 I have no idea if that I don't think that spells anything no. at all. So sorry about that. And also, if you guys want to call in about anything, you want to react to anything that you've heard on the show. Um, that's what this segment is all about. That we, we call you guys our ad council. And thank God you're there. What do we have in the mailbag today, Aviv? We've got a few good things, um, including something from listener Adam following up on that Folgers ad uh, with. Yeah, right. With the <laughs> I forgot about this. Uh, you'll remember this. Uh, we talked about this around the Christmas uh, at our Christmas show, I believe. Uh, it's the Folgers ad with a brother coming home from a long sojourn in West Africa. He has a, a morning reun- re, uh, reunion with his sister, and he and his sister are close enough in age that their longing look toward each other gave people, gave some people, including us, the willies. Almost everybody who sees the ad. And um, we talked about it extensively. People have written in about it. So it's something that if you're a regular listener to this show, you're well familiar with. But I was missing a huge kind of obvious point now. I don't know. Do you have Adam's let? No, I don't. Th- I guess we don't have to read Adam's letter directly. But a listener Adam wrote in to say, guys, this is either a reboot 
or a I mean, what would you say? Would you say it's a reboot or a sequel to one of the most famous commercials and certainly the most famous Folgers commercial of all time? Yeah, and as soon as I saw this original one, I remembered it. In 1986, um, a version of this ad came out, and I would say it is not a a prequel or it is not the same actors. For one thing, it's a Peter comes home, he reunites with his family early in the morning, he starts the coffee pot his parents wake up and come downstairs and it's a heartwarming reunion with him his parents and his little sister in that 86 version peter is much older he looks like he's in his 20s easily his little sister is much younger she's clearly a little girl you know 10 or younger um and it's a much different vibe uh the 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 reunion um Kind of, there's more time spent with the whole family mm. uh, in the reunion. Like you know, the, you see them having having the coffee together under the Christmas tree. Um, the night, the 2009 version that we talked about that gave people the heebie-jeebies uh, is very similar in concept, and it is Peter, but it's I think it's just a reboot. It's not it's not the same family ten years later or whatever. It's it's a it's a reboot, and I think they cast the sister character too old for what they were intending to go for. But I do think that, see, I, I agree with you that it was a reboot, but I also think it's definitely a nod in that she is supposed to, it, it makes that line. So in the 2009, we're going to call it the reboot version, he shows up at the door at the house of his family where he presumably also lives and he's been gone for a long time. And he sees a girl who's maybe 16 years old or something like that. And he's like, Oh my gosh, you've grown up so much. He doesn't use those words, but that's what we're supposed to be taking away. He supposedly doesn't recognize her because it's been so long. Well, you're right. This can't be an actual sequel because... He's much younger than the actor in the first Yeah, that, and, and let's just even call that a wash. He's basically playing the same kid yeah. around the same age, let's say, coming home from something. Um but in the original one, which aired for 17 yeah, that, years, I didn't realize it. That it was blew such me a, away. And I was actually reading an interview with the original Peter, the the actor who played the original Peter. Who was probably today. getting social security by now. Right. I mean, well, in, he was – this was a 2008 interview before – it was an interview that was conducted before the incestuous reboot came around. So mm -hmm. he wasn't answering any questions like that. But he's just so famous for playing that role. And I didn't know any commercial would air for 17 years. I think because it's a holiday-based ad that only comes out around that time. Yeah. I think that Folgers is kind of like this is now like a Christmas tradition we roll this out for two months right. it'll give everybody that warm cozy almost childhood feeling nostalgia that we feel around the holidays and then they stopped running it sometime in the 2000s and then they said let's let's bring that back let's update it and let's the audience will know what we're referring to because this thing is aired every Christmas for almost two yeah. decades think about how dated that 86 version must have looked yeah. in like 2002 just film stock quality yeah, yeah. no it, it yeah. looks it looks completely you know just out of date right the, the haircuts I look out of date so whether or not you want to call it a reboot or a sequel or a ripoff or an homage or whatever our game is I think that what I will say is Folger's intent was for the audience to say to immediately see him being dropped off in front of the house in this snowy set, by the way, shot in Santa Monica, the original one with a bunch of fake snow. <laughs> uh, or maybe that's the reboot. Um, and you're supposed to be like, oh, it's the Folgers ad. Oh, but it's something new. And then when Peter goes to the door, 
oh, it's not a tiny little girl anymore. She's grown up a little bit. And you're right. It doesn't follow complete internal logic because he hasn't. But it's like in a nod. It's an homage. It's a, oh, this is that ad again, but we've updated a little bit. And then that's where things went off the rails because – the way this commercial was shot, it's so sexual. I mean, it seemed, it's not a sexual ad, but it seems like the connection between the brother and sister is so sexual. Yeah. No, I'm not disagreeing with you that that may have been their intention, but I think it was uh, poorly executed. And if they really wanted to reboot this concept and hark back to this extremely successful, long, long, long running ad, they should have done something different. Um, you know, here's what I would would have done. I would have had I would have hired the actor who played Peter the first time around. Yeah. Have him be the father. Yes, that would have been really interesting. And have maybe yeah. a daughter coming home. Yeah, change it up so that it's recognizably That's the so same smart. narrative, but not confusingly the exact same narrative. That's so smart. That's a good idea. All right, let's become ad wizards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, listen, we. Have some more letters to get here and some really good stuff. But I'd like to make an executive decision if you'll go along with me on this. Let's just say we have – let's forward promote to next week's episode a little bit here because I think we have to end it here. We've gone really, really long. Um, And we have, though, some letters regarding the Mila Kunis Jim Beam ad that we talked about last week that is also really insightful. And we'd like you to tune in next week to listen to that. Also, if you are like us and consider yourself somewhat – pop culture literate, yet you don't know anything about Doctor Who, a listener called in and gave us a, a nice little a nice little nugget of explanation that we can tell you in 31 seconds what's going on with Doctor Who. Sounds good. Because that came up in last week's show. But for now, unfortunately, I think we need to say adieu. Adieu. Wait, you didn't have to literally say it. You can sell anything Okay, just a quick reminder of our voicemail number, 607-444-5597, 607-444-5597. If you want to call us up and ask anything or tell us anything, do it, but especially if your kids are watching TV and they have a favorite TV commercial, we would love to hear from them. Veeves, as you mentioned, of course, we are also on Facebook. Yep, we're on Facebook at After These Messages Show. Our email is after these messages show at Gmail. And if you wouldn't, if you have the time and the inclination, we would love an iTunes review. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. We will talk to you next Tuesday. What can you do to the kid? Totally stupid and sick. No scruples. Cool man. Ice cream. Scooping it. You can sell anything.